Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. We're happy today, of course, Hawaii football. So, of course, our boy Sean Iman, we know he's happy today as well. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? What's up, Ryan? What's up, Warrior Nation? And of course, Ryan Sue now in the house. Uh, our boy Lao Head is going to be out this week, but he was on the episode when we talked about Michigan, our Michigan experience, because he was there in Michigan. He's going to be there at San Jose this weekend, so you can meet him if you're there. What's up, Ryan? How's it going, Wayne? I think what it is is that every time it pours at a game, I end up on the podcast. Port of Michigan, <laughs> and Port of Austin, Manoa, and, and I, I was thinking podcast. about Michigan actually. That game was soaking wet, but I don't remember a lot of before the game. When, but it's, Ryan, it, when it's Ryan, it pours. <laughs> <laughs> when it wanes, it pours. Oh, oh, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> We're going to talk about our last game. It was a rainy, crazy in Manoa, okay? It was that those Manoa showers, unlike anything else. But it's nice when you win, and that's really all that matters. And to beat UNLV, to take the golden pineapple back um, is really nice. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to get Sean's report card. And we're going to look forward to this weekend's game against San Jose State. Of course, it's going to be... Uh, one of the most anticipated games of the year, the very last game of the year as well. So talk about a way to culminate a season, especially with Chevin Cordero on the other sideline. And when I think about Chevin all the years, I think about the San Jose State game um, that he started, you know, over Cole and, and, and led us to victory then. So it's like in this rivalry, he's already made a name for himself. And this time he'll be lining up in a different uh uniform it's going to be crazy and very surreal but at the same time i know that the way that our team has played this past week uh we're very excited for what's to come so let's talk about that uh ryan first of all i mean we'll let you take a crack at it first i mean what are your first impressions after unlv you know it was very hot and cold i felt that on offense we were you know either stagnant with a three and out or we're gonna go bombs deep and just just air it out and and I feel like though with the you know airing it out, we're just trying to throw the ball forty yards downfield. Um, there wasn't anything over the middle or anything in that ten to twenty-five yard you know area depth wise. Um, but you know the defense they held okay. Um, you know they did what we needed to do. Uh, I want to say we were a lot better on our run defense, which is usually the story of the game when it comes to us and wins and losses this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Sean, what do you got to add in while he's looking that up? I just got to say that, like, I was on fumes. I wanted the season to be over. I was done. <laughs> talk, you know, like, I just, I was done wanting to talk about a bad football team. But it's like, just from the beginning, like, from the pregame, like, eating Chick-fil-A and we saw, seeing the rainbows in the sky. It's like, it was building and it's, you know, so... Well, I, we're, we're was, not going to credit the Chick-fil-A like, for that, but uh, that was a part of the pregame, I guess. And we, we'll talk about <laughs> that. Was, we're going to talk about there that. There was the rainbow. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There so. was the rainbow. 
Sean and, and we'll give credit to Timmy as well. They Those said rainbow over Manoa, Hawaii wins by 10. Uh, that was the quote, you know, two hours before the game. So at the end of the day, though, like when we talked about the pregame as well, the uh, there were two groups at least that were trying to mm-hmm. coordinate a pregame rally. Um, one was ESPN, which has been doing that every week, basically, but they had the Chick-fil-A promo, uh, which was a fundraiser for Nicola. So a lot of people went to get Chick-fil-A there, uh, which is a good way to raise money, especially with how popular Chick-fil-A has been at Ala Moana since it's opened. Uh, they donated the, 100% yeah. of the proceeds. Nice, nice, so, nice. So, yeah. I mean, that that's huge to have pillars in the community that are supporting you. And that's why that's something that was important when naming the head coach was how we're going to reach out. So it's important for Timmy to have this kind of community support, and especially guys like Ikaika Lama Francis and Kurt Milne, who are contemporaries and are like millennials as, mm-hmm. you know, as well are not, are not people that are um, long, maybe long time corporate types in Hawaii, but are going to be the future in, in Hawaii. So um, that, that's kind of exciting. Uh, University of Hawaii alumni association also put on an event in which they had a few sponsors, but also um, some drinks, which was pretty good. And also a little buffet, small kind, um, color pig, uh, teriyaki chicken, rice. Wayne, was it worth 25 bucks? And cake. It was, it was worth it. I would have to say for $25. I mean, you get two drinks. I mean, alcohol is not cheap. First of all. So to have a space, it was air conditioned, um to have food i think it was worth it i think it, i think that's something though that can be built upon like having a pregame space that you prepay for the whole season so that's maybe what you do when you get there and that's something that really should have been in mind with the school when they knew that they weren't going to have tailgating because you need to have people right. engaged in something pregame that's a part of college football that's a part of the culture of college football that's part of the traditions of college football so even though I would prefer to have tailgating over any of these rallies by far. And I think we still need to bring tailgating back. Of course, we're going to keep kicking the horse still happens, but these are good starts. And these are also ways that, you know, maybe the school can start looking at putting these in-game experiences as well that are similar to these as well, not just pregame, but in-game. Because that's another part of that fan experience is being able to, you know, especially if you're getting drenched in a downpour like we were this past week in Manoa. I mean, it came down really hard. <laughs> I felt like someone was dumping, like we had just won the championship and we were getting Gatorade baths, all of us individually, because it was like a deluge of water coming down. It was out of the sky. It was intense. Wayne, the, the rain was coming in sideways. No, yeah, it was totally sideways. Yeah, I, it was yeah. nuts. And it was, I was but, sideways and thick. But Sean like, had his poncho. That was important. <laughs> I, went, I was the only one with the poncho. poncho and yes. I, I was thanking my stars that I walked back well, to the car to get my poncho. I had a conversation with Fuchsia before the game for maybe five minutes or so about rain jackets and different places where we got them and stuff like that. When we looked outside, it was like sky blue. We're like, no, we don't need it for this game. I can't believe I forgot. my. <laughs> I brought it the previous week too. I was like, oh my gosh. But we dried off by the end and it was fun because we got to go on the field as well and take some photos and with some seniors and with the trophy, I got to lift it up. As if I was Sheesh. just one of soccer. Because, you know, we're just... Well, Fuchsia grabbed the trophy first, of course. We were looking at it, but, you know, of course, they're going to give it to her if they see her, any of the coaches, especially the assistant coaches. <laughs> that reminds me, time for a Fuchsia shout-out. 
Uh, we can blame her for me and Timmy almost looking like we were going crazy with the trophy, but really we were just imitating soccer style celebrations and hoisting the trophy up. Mm. But that was fun to even have a win period, but to have like a trophy to win something. I mean, that after the season will still be something that we can say that we won, you know, so that, that, right. that is kind of nice. Um, the trophy case isn't empty. It isn't empty. <laughs> it isn't empty at all. So that's nice to have there. Might've, Lost the Paniolo trophy, but to have maybe we need to have a trophy with Reno, so we have something that we can win of theirs <laughs> as well. Um, but yes, maybe the, the, Nevada, the silver bleacher, uh, the silver trophy. bleacher, yeah. silver bleacher. <laughs> Let's have Sean's oh. report card because it was a win, but Q also, ante. Oh yeah, Q ante, and did Sean do his homework? <laughs> so offense, I had a B. I think uh, Ryan just said he thought my my grades were pretty generous. Uh, defense, I have a B minus. <laughs> Special teams, C plus. Coaching, B minus. I put Ultimate Warriors. I put the seniors. Uh, this this group has been through a lot with COVID, the previous coaching staff, and like just I respect the fact that these guys stuck it out and stuck around because a lot of people left. So props to them. Nicole pregame, I gave a B. Uh, projected win total for the season, I have it three. So, Nicole pregame, you gave a B for the the Chick Fil A or for yeah, what? the Chick Fil A. My, <laughs> my first time. So basically, had nothing to do with the gathering, so, but just the fact that they had so going going ba- going back to last week. You know, like I was complaining. I you know I went to this thing, and when I got to the stadium, I felt warmed up. So they did their job. I enjoyed Chick Fil A. Raised some money for Nicola, you know. Got some yeah. free food and drinks from uh, ESPN Honolulu Mall for that. Oh yeah, uh, shout out to Hanapa Market who gave us the free poke, right. and they were doing the little. Right. Yeah, th- those were those were nice, nice little touch there. Nice, um, you know. But uh, yeah, so Sean maybe, does like maybe a drink. they need like a marketing department. First, thing to <laughs> do some more promotion. Well, you know, something. those things weren't a part of the school. Those were those were outside of the school. Those those two, the uh, UH Alumni Association right. and mm-hmm. ESPN, don't need to know. That's not the school, but yes, this. I, I mean, the school could have, um, you know, maybe created something, but we we talk about that all the time. There's a lot that the school needs to do, but we'll let Ryan. Um, yeah, okay. we'll let Ryan ref- do his. Um, his, I don't want to say his, uh, just give his response, <laughs> a rebuttal, because I well, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Sean, we know drinks a lot of Kool-Aid, so we do have to allow him well, his grace. We'll talk a bit about tailgating real quick too. So Wayne, in your opinion, the Alumni Association event being inside a spot where you have to have essentially a parking pass, right, to get in, yeah. do you think that affected a whole lot or there would have been that many people in general, period, just Based oh, on location of it. No, no. I think based on location, okay. it was fine. It's right next to the... the I mean, yeah. there's enough people going to the game to support an event right. like that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if it's 9,000 people, of course, are not going to be 9,000. But even if 7,000 people went and, right. you know, whatever, 5% of those people, 350 pe- people wanted to attend, that would be a solid attendee, 5% of the stadium. Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm, you're going to yeah. get more than that if you have a pregame event, especially that's giving free alcohol before any... Um, the only places I've seen free alcohol free was at like Air Force Academy because they have all the breweries and 
Denver and it's so freezing that they give people actually free, but you know, those kind of pregame rallies you do, you, you know, it's for the people that are going to be in the game. That's why they have them right outside. So that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think the ESPN thing is good, but the Chick-fil-A is obviously that was the pool. I mean, right. let's be honest. It's not yeah. like, it's not like it was, and, and, and that should have been even a bigger pool. There just aren't that many people. And that's right. the thing. And it wasn't like, that, you know, advertised, like we said, right. Um, and, I mean, know, it's, it's we say it's that okay every week, us, though. We but, say that every week, so that's why it's like that's not an uh, that's an, <laughs> that's on them to advertise. Like that's what you got to do. Yeah, you want to be able right. to get people mm-hmm. to come to your event, but a lot of people don't want to do the work on the ground. Um, you know, and that's like the work that mm. people running for city council do, right? They knock on every single door. There's things that people just don't want to do, and because they have been used to people just being there all the time to fill. The voids when are to fill the consumers spot when they need them there and hawaii isn't like that anymore it's just you need to advertise to people you need to entice them to come out and i mean to be honest they could have i mean i thought the events were both uh, worthy of of having way more people but the fact like 100 yeah, like percent agree ryan like you said like you maybe they weren't advertised very well but also that's because they don't have the proper channels to advertise. Like it's not hard to use social media. It's not hard to program in things, to schedule things, to be able to apply principles that, that literal influencers are using on TikTok and algorithms to be able to get people to come to an event. Like that's, that is the thing. It's like, we're not, yeah, it requires effort. It requires uh, really people. uh, Sounds like you're saying do your job, Wayne. (laughs) <laughs> no i mean people I, do your job effectively do do it efficiently yeah. do it in a way that is yeah. you know gonna bring pride to the school gonna bring because at the end of the day if you can go home and not worry and there's no accountability as to how an event goes then of course a lot of people aren't going to worry about putting their full effort into something when they know that at the end of the day they'll be able to turn right back around and go back to work and get the next paycheck. This so. isn't the UH football team. This isn't the UH football team from the 1980s where you just swing the doors open and 43,000 people right. show up. Right. It's, it's a different market. It is a different deal here. So, so more effort well, needs to be put. And, in. and you look at the marketing too, right? And if you look at, you know, n- not a knock, but like the average age of our fans that go to games, they're not necessarily it's, on Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff old, like that, yes. right? It's an older yeah. fan base. So, yeah, well, that's the whole point is to make new fans. Socials. The whole point is to make right. new fans, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. It's about Sheesh. the new fan base. A lot of my people on Hawaii sports fans, the clients who chose right. the best company in the world to go on a sports trip with, you know, are a lot of them are not on Instagram and a lot of them mm. are not on Facebook because that right. is their age. Guess mm-hmm. what? Hawaii sports fans still has an Instagram because it's time to build people to start coming. I don't know where my millennial uh, Gen Z will give them some time, but um, my millennial Gen Xers, we need to get out there with Hawaii sports fans because my boomers, my boomers are the ones (laughs) carrying uh, Hawaii sports fans, which is funny, right? They have Um, more disposable income. They do have more of a plan. They have houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't eat avocado <laughs> toast, most importantly. Um, so, you know, it, it. but the thing is, you looking forward into the future, the program is is in, in a perilous It's bleak. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and people don't yeah. even want to acknowledge that. Everything is beautiful and rainbow and sunshine, but that's not how it works when you're losing fans so many every year. 
even when we were winning. So, I mean, that's why it was great to see Timmy winning. Of course, we want to see him do well, but that didn't really move the needle back anyway for our program in general. It really didn't. We're still going to have... Nobody was like, oh, we beat UNLV and we won the Golden Pineapple. Let's go back. Let's storm the gates and get into the next game. Like, no, that's not happening. I don't think we're going to have even more season ticket holders. Do you guys think we're going to have more season ticket holders than we had this year, next year? I think if Uh, we do, it's because of corporate companies trying to do a write-off or something. No, I know that's true. No, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we probably will sell more more availability, right? We might, we might be able to take it up to 11 or 12,000. I think if the right things happen, if Timmy recruits well, like Timmy, uh, if Timmy recruiting tail, is going to get 4,000 more people, Sean tail, tailgating. No, Sean, like you, okay. Sean, you got to start talking. Like, you definitely drank a lot of Kool-Aid this past week. Oh. So tell us exactly how we're going to get 4,000 more. No, no, no. 6,000 more season ticket holders. I like to know how, I mean, just give free Chick-fil-A. Cause I don't even think that's going to get more. People. That's, a, that's a start. That's yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> still. So you you think we just no no I'm asking you you said you're the one that said we're gonna have four thousand more people back five six thousand more season ticket holders, I mean I would love to believe that Sean because that would help in sustaining a program because that is the biggest mm-hmm. issue we're talking about. Yeah. But why would people want to donate? Why why would more people want to come back, Sean? Do you really think that many people care about beating you on a V that they're all gonna come back? And I'm just totally me being honest with you. Do you really think it was that much of a win had an impact on the state? where people are going to be like, it's brotherhood time now. I take everything back. I'm back. I'm going to go back to the games now. Do you? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're here to keep it real, Sean. Like, I, I, we, we're on the field celebrating. We, we obviously want to win. It's not about just winning. We want to see our program elevated. Well, yeah, that's what Timmy said. He said he needs a whole section of us. No, he so. needs a whole section of people that are willing. <laughs> he needs a whole that, stadium that, of that us. Are, yeah, he needs more than a section. He's a freaking stadium full of people like us. And the thing is, he's, oh. he himself is, I don't think, is really knows what's going on with the program. I mean, he himself has not been around long enough to see its decline since when he left. I mean, he still talks about days about a stadium that doesn't exist anymore for us to play in. So even that frame of reference for Timmy Chang is gone. So I think that, yes, like you said, there are factors that could get more people in. And you brought up the second one, tailgating. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I mean, I, I don't see more people for next year. I think beating San Jose could help that. But people are going to forget. Like the novelty wore off. Like there's no novelty anymore. There's not. There's nothing. Oh, especially with the students. Oh, because wow. the students, yeah, the students wow. got gave up <laughs> yeah. right away. There's no novelty. That's what I'm saying. Like they were, they were there in mass for the two games last year, and they just deserted. They deserted ship this year. They're it's like Aloha Stadium. But know, on state on campus, they're the ones that are supposed to support the stadium and filling the spots that, that that was the whole point that people wanted to make this on-campus student experience. <laughs> I mean, you, the, the Kool-Aid included that too, Sean. So tell us about how that's working out because that's what we were all being fed. I mean, this whole season. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is like, at the end of the day, we can't force the kids to come to the games. They don't want to come. It's happened since our whole, my whole life, our whole lives. That's how it has been. 
That's how students have been. I guess maybe in the 80s, there was a heyday I've heard from my uncles that he, the student section was pretty rocky back then. But since I was coherent of where the student section was as a child, mm-hmm. I know that it's been empty. And this past week is empty. Those kids should be at the game. I mean, period. Yeah. And I mean, this past week, there were more. They're offering the 300 t-shirts. So they had to incentivize them. It's like they also had seniors on the team. They should have all had their friends there at the game. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, like it, it just the problem is not them, though. At the end of the day, it is the fact that the program who is dependent on the state and the stadium and a lot of external factors outside of the school that don't include the student body. It's important that the school try to focus on that as well. I mean, of course, I think they should focus on both. I, I, they really need to find a way to get students out. I think it's going to start with getting student ambassadors, like getting students that understand how to talk to students and understand how to get students, figure out what they want to get into the stadium. Figure out what was the guy's name that Jamie, that the guy, yeah, that guy that was like 12 years right. ago already, 13 yeah. years ago already. It's like UH hasn't had somebody for that long. I mean, that just seems insane to me. And the fact is, like, we're not going to grow because nothing is being done to target new fans in any way to grow them. And we've already, you know, basically scared off the other ones when we told them that they needed to donate more than during the pandemic or go away. And they just mm-hmm. went away. So, I mean, like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that we, we do have a solid chance at being um, not terrible, at least next year and going forward, like actually this being our building year and maybe moving forward, we can actually build into the future. I just don't know if the program is going to keep existing if we don't have a stadium, because we still, I mean, when Josh Green becomes governor, we'll know better whether we have a stadium or not and whether um, it's going to be the nascent project, which it probably will be, but Josh Green also wanted to add housing. So that's going to have to be worked in as well with the developers and with the architects to add in housing. And I just saw a a project, oh, it was New York City, Queens, New York City FC, which won the MLS Cup last year before LAOC won it this year. They won it last year. Uh, but they played Yankee Stadium. They've been playing Yankee Stadium, but now they're going to mm-hmm. get their own stadium in Queens. But it's going to have like 2,000 something units of housing units as well. So I don't know, attached to the building or on the same property. Really? Yeah. So, wow. That's so, like, what you can watch said. it from your living room? I mean, it might not be like that easy to see. It's probably going to be on the same block. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be okay. in that space. So they're saying okay. the developers All have right. to develop housing as well. But I mean, that's kind of like how SoFi is. It's going to have probably some luxury housing as well eventually. Right now, they're kind of building some hotels and other things. But that's what they said is trying to be what it, uh, another a mini SoFi in that you want to leverage it with um, the space to gain money off of it into perpetuity. Uh, these developers do so that I, they will build commercial space and other spacing that will ensure that their investment in the stadium is going to be paid like a a thousand times fold really once it's all said and done. And that's really why that's kind of why Ige pulled the plug on it in the first place is he didn't like the private public partnership situation because it could potentially give the private companies a lot of leeway over our land, our public land which was Kamehameha land, obviously, in Halabo. I have to remind people, you know, that politics were stolen by, you know, from Bishop of State. Um, but at the end of the day, 
UH has put us um, and, and the state and the legislature and, and, and Ige and the governor's office has really put a lot in limbo because if we don't know right. what we're going to play, it's going to be hard to make a schedule. I did notice the 2030, of course, it's, it's not going to be hard to schedule body bag games. That's not no. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an accomplishment to schedule a body bag game. Like, of course, Oregon's going to be like, yeah. sure, come over here so we can kill you guys. Yeah. There's a lot of money. <laughs> Um, but of course it'd be but, nice to give them a good fight. Uh, but at the end of the day, those teams aren't going to want to do home and home. If they think that we might be playing, they might be playing at TC chain. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Especially with our visitors who, you know, they get their locker room is the concourse at Lesmore County. With a you know? chair, with their chair with and their chair. helmet on it. Folding chair, jersey and helmets on that, you know, for each player, right? Oh, is that what they Ouch. do? Oh, they have yes. a folding chair? I actually have, have never seen chair. it. Oh my gosh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> super ghetto. And that's the thing. The Mountain West, when it comes to thinking about its membership going forward, will take things like that into consideration, especially if the, the stadium keeps getting pushed back. Because even currently, well, now there's no stadium plan, but even currently, whatever stadium plan was there, the projections were still not till 2026 was the earliest. So I doubt that we can move that forward unless, you know, Josh Green makes it a huge right. priority, which I hope he does because like we said, it should be an economic driver as well. If, you know, I were the governor, of course, if I, I would make sports, especially sports tourism, which is really what the HTA was supposed to be doing with the pro bowl and everything. And also, other events. Um, I know the NFL also wanted money up front because they're greedy billionaires. So of course they want money. Um, but we need to have events that bring visitors to the island. Yes. But visitors that come with purpose, come to spend money and come, you know, to leave as well. I mean, well, the HSTA would pay out 4.4 million and the pro bowl would bring in 20 to $30 million. I mean, the, the, the bing in, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, as a student of economic, I mean, a lot of that is. But, I agree. I think the four million is steep anyway. Like there should be zero. It should be zero. Is the point? Like, but in for the Pro Bowl, they took it away from us, and now the game's dead. So good. No, exactly, know, and that's easy, that is botchy on the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it died because they took game. it away from Hawaii. That's why it died. It's Period. gonna be that's two hand touch. So yeah. Be. No, it's a skills challenge. It's not it's even a the game whole anymore. Week. It's, there's yeah. no game yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's just yeah. a week of events. Yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, talking a little bit about the stadium, it really needs to, if you're going to take an example, you know, obviously it's an expensive stadium, but Cowboy Stadium. And I only say this because they hosted basketball, right? NCAA Final Fours, they've hosted soccer friendlies. You know, they play high school playoffs there. Of course, the Cowboys there. You know, they host, I mean, you know, Arkansas, you know, A&M or whoever is just obviously Oklahoma. because of Jerry Jones, but a full, you know, a full on, you know, multi-use type of, that's the only way, otherwise it just sits there. Right. And right. that's the only way they're going to bring in revenue. Multi-purpose use facility. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, they can start scheduling things. So for instance, when bank of California stadium, which is LAFC stadium was built, I mean, I got to see it built from the ground up basically. And, um, you know, they were already building events. They're already scheduling concerts. So there's always something going on for that facility to make money on its own period. So there, there was a, uh, Fortnite competition that was Sheesh. there. Uh, yeah. What's, like what's eight, the capacity of that building? 
like about twenty five thousand, I think twenty four. Okay, so, so that I mean, would be like something a good that, that would be great age. for Hawaii. Yeah, I think yeah. for yeah, what we what we do need, yes, obviously, is that, but we also just need like like Ryan was saying, a gathering place as well, or a place that we can have events for for a yeah. lot of other host all the concerts, hosts. You know, yeah. Sean and I were talking about it. What was it, Michael Jackson back in ninety whatever? Yeah. And, yeah. 95 yeah i mean like we said i mean we talked about if you go back to the snapdragon san diego state episode that we did earlier this season i talk a lot about snapdragon and how much i loved it as soon as i stepped in i was like wow this stadium is yeah. really what we need and the thing is in hawaii like that kind of creativity that that type of next level vision is not something that we see amongst our leadership in any capacity in Hawaii, definitely in Hawaii now around this program, around the state and legislature, there aren't people that are looking for ways to grow this program to, to, into bigger heights, maybe to keep it around, to let it exist, to let it just wallow until it just whatever, because less fans go through the gates, but there needs to be some sort of push immediately. So that that's something that is going to be really important moving forward um but yeah i mean talking about this game san jose this last game uh obviously shevin is going to be on the other side um it's going to be a tough game they're they're 15 point favorites they're at home um they're half of their stadium is under construction so a lot of the visiting side the visiting side is totally gone so the visitors and home fans will be mingling a lot more this game Um, hopefully there's a lot of people there I know Ryan and I will be there. Maybe Sean, last minute, we can convince him to fly up and and join us. But, you know, there's going to be so much that really is played into because of the rivalry. I mean, obviously, outside of Chevin, you have Goldberg's cousin as a coach. You know, there's a lot. Yes. Can I say Chevin Cordero? Like how you say in the promo. I love that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hawaii football fans, you're not going to want to miss this one when UH travels to San Jose to take on former quarterback Chevin Cordero and the Spartans. And when you come on our VIP tour, you can also see Levi's Stadium and check out the 49ers and Saints and enjoy one of the best tailgates that you could before an NFL game. Check it out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com slash tours. You're going to want to be there. Hawaii sports fans, official sponsor of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. <laughs> I want to play. I only have one more chance to play the promo, I guess. Right. Uh, so speaking of Shevin, like, should should we be rooting for him or? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess you're referring to Stephen Sy's article in the in yeah. the paper where it's riled up a lot of people, including Bob Wagner. If he posted Coach, Wags. oh, I loved I loved Coach <laughs> Wags' response. That's it's just perfect. Yeah, he left. Get you know. He's the enemy. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. in most cases with that. And with Shevin, no, I, I don't think any of us would are going to be cheering for Shevin when he... Hell no. But, mm-hmm. but, of course, we do want him to be successful and, you know, win whatever accolades he does win. I think he would be nice for him to be Mountain West Player of the Year or Offensive right. Player of the Year or something. Um, but we definitely don't want him to win on on Saturday. I, I put this point. in the the Warrior Nation. I put love Chev, you know, love him for all that he did for our program, you know, good and bad. But you know, he's the enemy now. So 
bye. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's just it. That's just it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. He's wearing a different uniform. So. Well, Ryan, you didn't get to give your uh, predictions, pre-season Ooh, predictions, at least. Well, let's do a pre- I mean, my pre-season prediction, I predicted that we would win this game, 28-26, and finish 4-9, which you stick would with be. It? I guess I'll stick with it. I stick with all I of my it. things this year. I love it. Because, you know, I think, and I said 4-9, I think three wins is is solid. It's good for a, a, for Timmy. I think like he... I think he passed the test with a with the three. I think four would be a nice icing on the cake, and it would also to beat Tennessee on the road would would add some flavor to it. I think it would ha- help to bring some added motivation in the off season as well. Momentum, grow the fan too. base, and momentum. Oh, that'd be huge. I don't think yeah. it'll add four thousand people, um, but I think <laughs> that at the end of the day, that, that it's going shot. to you know it's going to be yeah. at least better than ending on a flat note. So I think winning this game would be huge. Even if we lose this game, I'm not going to put, I wouldn't put too much on that either. I mean, in case we, unless we got like slaughtered and Shevin like threw for like 700 yards or something. And all people remember (laughs) is that Shevin destroyed us in this game, which I hope doesn't happen. I don't think will happen, but I think if we, my score prediction, your score prediction was 38, 23. So 15 points. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow you're okay. right on the spread from before the season <laughs> wow. sean 15 points oh. 38 23 and shane said and i'm sticking with that you're gonna stick <laughs> with that yeah yeah um you know and i think that that's you know pretty likely i think that's probably more likely especially being on the road that would be hard for our team but i i am proud of the way that they did play this past week i think that they um also like i said and like i said before on the bulldogs podcast and others it is a strength and unity of the team. And like Sean talked about, especially seniors who decided to stay and were good examples and, and coach Chang implementing a cultural shift on the team. That's mm-hmm. definitely helped. So with that being said though, yes, they're going to need all of that plus pretty solid a game to be players like. now. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that'll be something, but uh, I guess we got to just wait for Ryan. Ryan, what do you, what do you got to say, Ryan? San Jose, as the season's gone, is, is starting to regress a little bit uh, defensively. Um, and I think we have a chance, for some reason, our offense is picking up a little bit, right? I mean, you look at past couple games, uh, you know, we were talking, we've been putting up some points in the second half. Um, if I was going to predict something, I would say, I think we can cover the 15, but it's going to be a loss. Um, Hawaii just doesn't mm-hmm. do well. Mainland game especially being that early, right? So you're, you're talking 1030 local time, right? Uh, tall 30 in Cali. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say something, you know, that 10 to 12 point loss, something like that. Um, but I, I think our offense can do a little bit. Um, San Jose doesn't run a whole lot anyway. I mean, they're averaging 80 points or 80 yards a game rushing. Yeah. So a lot of it's in the air, yeah. but as we know with Shevin, you know, I'm sure he's obviously gotten better as he's aged, you know, with his career, but he does struggle a little bit with pressure from the defensive line. You know, we've seen that a lot when he played for us, but yes. the problem is, is that we don't blitz. We really don't do a ton of pressure from our defense. Yeah. So when we sit back, uh, I mean, he's going to put up some, he's going to put up some yards this weekend. <laughs> and that, that's the thing that's scary because the, I think about like the Fresno game and how yeah. susceptible we were. And that is the scary thing. I mean, in terms of 
how many passing yards per game we're giving up. We're averaging what 220, 203 or 226.25 average. Our opponents are averaging that much on us um, passing yards. So that is something that is um, going to be really where we need to step up. I think, um, especially the game, you know, it, it, like I always say, the shorter the better for our team. We can run effectively, which we we have been running effectively. We might be able to control the game and control the tempo a little bit better. But if San Jose is like moving the ball, getting first down, scoring really quickly, that might not be uh, just remind yeah. me of Fresno. So to have I mean, long 10 play drives and somehow control clock. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's, do you think it's more likely this is like a typical, what we've been playing in like a closely contested, or do you think it's going to be closer to Fresno? I think that this has chance or this chance, this game has a chance to be, I don't know. I hate to say, I, I hate to commit to either one just because, it's weird because I don't think we're in the same place as we were when we were played Fresno. I, I do think that we do learn lessons every game. It seems like we do regress, but it's really the fact that our team is not, it, it still has a ways to go. And we should be proud of the fact that they've kept so many games close. Well, so, like, like Ryan alluded to earlier in the, the podcast, like I, it was nice to see them attack, come out and attack in the second half. Like I turned around, I looked at him. I said, oh my God, are, are we doing this? So yeah, it was nice. I mean, they were bombing it down the field 40 yards, which, you know, maybe they could have mixed in a couple more dump offs, but. Cause you know, like you I know? was looking at the, the, our drives right in the second half. And that first drive was great. Remember we came out long drive, 12 plays, 84 yards with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a really do or die because you look at it, you know, one was two plays, 75 yards touchdown, right? But it was that one series where UNLV kind of clawed back because, you know, we had an interception. We couldn't do anything. We kicked a field goal to go up, right? And then you had um, that fumble return for a touchdown that they had. Yeah, on our end zone. Yeah. So, but a lot of it is, you know, we've got a bunch of three and outs and a couple, you know, decent drives with a touchdown. But, you know, our defense kind of bailed us out on that. You know, um, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we were in the when we were at the game, it's very different because you're in the zone, you're watching everything, right? You don't really come back and look at it. But that whole series where we scored really quick, we we had an interception and couldn't turn it into a touchdown really changed the game. And that's that's on offense, right? Um yeah, I mean they had a missed field goal and everything that just didn't help us up at all. The scoreboard was better. I, I appreciate the effort for the scoreboard. So thank you, UH, for listening. I mean, to you can see the score. It'd be nice to at least right. be able to see how much time is left in the quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, and I Baby can't steps. even imagine what it's like for other, <laughs> for us and our, we'll call it average eyesight for our older fans who have worse. <laughs> we are those older fans to trying to see the score across the, the way. Yeah. It did get bigger, but just have an independent scoreboard that's just used yeah. for scoreboard. That's mm-hmm. all we're saying. It's yeah. not hard. They have him at Kalani High School in Wailua. <laughs> Why can't you have it at TC Ching? Like, it makes no oh. sense at all to me. So, I mean, that that's the thing that is just 
is baffling because even if that was just a short-term investment, like, oh, we're not going to use this, like you, you'll find a way to use a, a scoreboard later on, or you can keep it up right. forever, even if it's just like old and generic. But people need to know the score. They don't have the old old one from the SSC. We don't have the old one from Honolulu Stadium with the Fighting yeah. Deans logo still on the side of it. Maybe we can use that one, fire that one up, yeah. or does someone have to Maybe. like crank the side of it at the same time to be able to? Maybe our old our our friends from old Queen Street. Yeah, have they that might in have the it back. in the back or something. You know what I would actually be okay with is taking out the video, like just having actual stats or a scoreboard or something. Or oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. The stadium can't even see the scoreboard anyway. Right. Okay, so right. you had the whole season to create. A, a template something and right. the, the obviously the video doesn't need to be that big so that's already something like you said you could have taken space away and you right. could have you could use different you could just have a side like a ribbon on the side and something on the bottom so it'd be both like they do in major league games and everything as well baseball right. games, as you have all nine innings on the bottom um but there's just been no real effort to make something that i mean obviously you can make images you can make graphics you're showing you can make it the color scheme was not contrasting enough. So it was still hard to see. You still had to look. It wasn't that obvious from us across the way. It was an impact font, if you know what font that is, but that's the font <laughs> that you And I love that right. font personally, but not for a scoreboard. Um, I mean, you might as well use like Comic Sans at that point for us to try and make <laughs> out with a little brush effect in the back, like on Instagram. Um, but, you know, the thing is, these are things that are not difficult and they can barely accomplish them. So of course, when we talk about tailgating, of course we talk about bringing fans back. That's out of, that's like so far out of far-fetched of a thing that the school has proven they can do because they can't do the simple things. They really can't. They can't mm. entertain the fans that are there no. in a way that is, you know, commensurate with the money that they're paying, which is a lot, a lot to sit in bleachers and to get mm. dumped on. I mean, there is not really a place to run to. I guess if you stayed on the side behind the team, you could run to the hallway, right? They had a the place where the bathrooms are and yes, the, the porta potties. Yeah. Well, um, well, there are bathrooms on the on that that concourse level on the one like behind one hundred three behind the team sideline on the Makai side on the Malka side. You can go oh, into the oh, you okay. Can, you could run somewhere. Oh, right. Yeah, right, our yeah. people by us are running to the porta potties. They're running to Les Markami. I mean, we were just taking the. I mean, well, you had a poncho, Sean, but the rest of us were just taking licks from the water coming at us. We're just yeah. into our underwear. Um, but that's what I mean. Like those things are not. You don't need to build a bigger stadium. I I personally would rather see Ching improved quality wise. And the money go to that, then to build seven thousand more seats or eight thousand more seats is the plan. But I think our waivers up after this year for the fifteen. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, but I don't even know if we're gonna make the fifteen. We rather, and and at the same time, I don't know if they're gonna enforce. I'm, I have a, I have a feeling they're they're never gonna enforce that. To be honest, and that, and that's gonna help the school because they really everything is about TV, anyways. Uh, but the school is never going to get fifteen to 17,000 fans. I mean, Sean is drinking Kool-Aid, but at the, at the end of the day, <laughs> if we can get that many more hey, people I'm drunk next off year. The Kool-Aid after that last game. Oh, yeah, we know. No, we, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we know. We know. Well, that is um, the latest part with that too, right? Is that you have finite in and out when it comes to the highway. 
So yeah. we're expecting to double our capacity next yeah. year. And that single lane exit that has, I don't know, 200 <laughs> feet before you're turning a boat, you got the U-turn right. coming in from the west side. Like there's just, yeah. well, it's I mean, be rough. to be honest, they're not, it's not going to happen anyways. I mean, it's yeah. not going to happen. Like, it's not yeah. like if Sean doesn't want to say it, the rest of us need, someone needs to say it because <laughs> it's the truth. They're not doing anything to bring more people. Sean, we can barely get our yeah. friends to come anymore. So uh, yeah. what, is my friend going to come? Did any of your friends tell you, oh, brah, I just saw the game and we beat UNLV. Sign me up for next year. <laughs> Did you get that call? Did any of us get that call? No. I had, I had one person say, Hey, you know what? Yeah, they're gonna buy some tickets next year because we beat you and Obi. Props to my friends. I brought a whole bunch of new friends and new fans this year, so I'll give them credit for those. Oh, you did. You, well, visiting. you yes, you gave a lot you of know. free tickets away to people. Good luck. <laughs> Good job. I do that every year. I've been doing that for seventeen years. So but we're gonna need to come you know? up with something else. Um, yeah, I uh, there's just there's not enough interaction of the games. Uh, you know, one shout out to the two guys with the raising canes, by the way, after like through the rain. Oh yeah. Finally, somebody won. That yeah. That was through pass. the rain. Too. Yeah. Put him on credit, scholarship. Right. You know, um, but I mean, yeah. we have to lower our standards so low to be able to enjoy something because that's what our expectations are. And that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, the problem is not being overly positive. That's an issue that you need to see a shrink about if that's who you allow you live. The issue is that, we don't, we're not going to, you lower your expectations so much because your expectations of what can be, what can change. And that's a Hawaii, that's a Hawaii problem in general. Like mm -hmm. it's Hawaii. We can't do that. Like that is one of those things. It's Hawaii. So but, I mean, Wayne, we went to that, the Hawaii, I mean, the state tournament playoff game the night before. And I felt like that was a better run event than the UH one. Oh yeah, probably. You know? I mean, the fact, well, besides the PA announcer who can't say a lot of the guys, people's names, um, but do you see how they were getting attacked? He was going, people were going in on him on, on Facebook, uh, oh. Mr. Sack Lunch, nom, nom, nom. nom, nom, um, nom, nom. But, you know, that's Emilio Lani, and, you know, it is what it is. But as a PA well, announcer, yeah, he was you should know how to say everybody's name properly. You, really that's, it's you, hard. you gotta, you gotta learn everybody's name, period. That's, that's just professionalism if you're going to be a PA announcer. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a kid or anything, right? Like it was an actual no, it's a man. boy that was. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a man. But but at the end of the day, Milani does at least have an event wherein the whole crowd, you know, the public. First of all, you can hear it if you live in Milani. You can hear the PA system basically blaring across. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And people cheering, so you know that something's <laughs> going on at the stadium. But that's a cool thing. Like it does feel like oh, something's happening in our town, and there are there's good food and we were watching the game itself. We started seeing, you know, a lot of plays run that we hadn't seen, you know, on our own field. And we saw right. some athletic plays that we haven't seen, you know, at the, at least the games at, in Manoa. So that was something that we, yeah, sophistication. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There was a lot of that. I mean, coach Chang was there watching and, and guys like coach Rod York. I mean, he is, he's definitely has the mind and ability to coach at college. Jimmy Chang installed that offense at Milani a decade ago. So. That's true. That's true. He asked me it's if I was still playing offense. basketball after the game, Coach Chang. Are you still playing Newtown? Because him and I used to play a lot at Milani, but that's true. And Milani, him and Darnell Arsenault, and mm. there was that era yeah, when the Milani, when the yeah. Trojans, yeah, because they were running. Yeah, Milani was running option at least the 90s when I was going yeah. there when, when Sean was 
was you know um you know the playboy yeah. there on campus at Milani. So I don't know, know about that. <laughs> we would we would lay down on the in the bleachers. Uh, you can't do that anymore because yeah, Milani's a different place. They invested <laughs> in their athletics. Well, yeah, now that Milani though is a premier high school program as well, we hope that they'll be a good feeder um, to uh, University of Hawaii as well, especially cool. with the relationship. Obviously, Coach York has with Coach Chang as well. Timmy Chang and uh, Coach Sheffield were there. Yep, we uh, saw them there scouting. Scouting your favorite games. coach, John. <laughs> yeah, and a shout out to uh, Pete Carroll. He was he was there surprisingly, yeah. and it really irritated yeah. and excited me that we were in the same place and i i couldn't i didn't i couldn't meet him it i know really the president of the seahawkers you think they would let you know <laughs> you know when the head coach is in town too but right. um but that yeah. is going to be a big event obviously saturday um it's going to be the end of the year we're going to have a lot to talk about once this year is over too in terms of just all that has happened and just the state of our program we're going to try and find a way to bring some of you all you, you fans out there get some of your comments on air. I know Ryan had an idea of having a three or four hour fest of letting people talk. And we might have to do that. Shout out to the warrior nation Facebook group, because <laughs> we need some of them to be on the show, hashing it out mm. on air. Um, it's funny because we're really tame. I think as a fan base in either way, it's like people have no clue as how things are on the mainland and how, fans really are when they're upset with their coach and what they'll really say mm -hmm. or upset with their program or upset with, you know, anything. Um, and we're, we're really we're nice. In, we're insulated by being in Hawaii. Oh, we're absolutely. So I mean, we're also, and I was saying, and a lot of fans are in echo chambers. I mean, Twitter is Hawaii football, Twitter, Hawaii football. Lot of, there are echoes like bouncing back and forth, you know, sunshine and rainbows. That's, that's not how discourse is going is that's that's not how it grows. We we do need to have um, honesty first of all, and accountability of people, um, and not just because a lot of hype is what happened. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of hype even on this show, and not from me, but at least the other two that were on the show. Right. I, I'm not gonna call them out, but I got, you guys bought a lot of hype though. before the year. I mean, but I had as many honest. wins as you. You did, you did, and I, I hopefully mm -hmm. we get to that, and hopefully we get yeah, to that. Yeah. And I said, like I said, even after we did that, I was gonna be optimistic on there, but. I wasn't, you know, I, you can't, you have to be grounded to be a fan. You do. If you want to, if you're truly a fan of something, you have to be grounded because you can have things right under your nose be done to you and you don't know they're happening to you. Like, um, you know, getting little things taken away, like tailgating and other parts, things that are, nobody's there to safeguard anymore. So it's easy to kill things off slowly. And then you're still going to have people thinking that it's acceptable because we did one thing good so therefore everything that has gone backwards is is resolved now which, is okay <laughs> i mean but that's a, I, I mean know. that i mean that and that's the sad part it's like even for me um as a fan of this team and all i've done is gonna be my 86th game like Sheesh. It's, it, it's not it this is of all the teams that i follow this is the least exciting no doubt least yeah. and this is the most personal to me this is the one that I yeah. give the most attention to, yet it's the least exciting. And I mean, even the boring, even having Shohei at least and Mike Trout go up to the plate twice, even though the Angels suck, at least I got <laughs> to have time to have to have Shohei time, you know, mm -hmm. and see some amazing things that he did this year. Like there's at least silver lining. So with 
With UH, the problem is there's not enough of, of a way to give fans an experience regardless of where the wins and losses are coming or when they're coming mm. or who cares. Like, that doesn't matter. I, I think we do our best. Like, we participate. We dress up. Oh, yeah. We, we do our best. We, we show up and we, we show out. Every yeah. single, every single whatever color, attire thing they wanted to do, our section always did. And we yep. did all the dressing up. Yeah. Maybe not Ryan, but in <laughs> Halloween costumes. Were you there, Ryan, on the Halloween costume day? Yeah, yes. I had my cat and pineapple board shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a UH fan. We're going to get it on that one. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, there should be a lot more period anyways of people like us. And there are others, but it, we there's so much potential to have way more. But the, the team... The program um, is not is not really at a place where they want to expand. They want to grow because no one's challenging on them. No one's challenging. Like we said, at the end of the day, the media is not challenging them on it. Um, We barely get three out of three people on the show to challenge them on it. Um, You know, on days when the Kool Aid is really running high. But Mm. the thing is, like, we do want to have the team last into the future. That's the whole point. And that's, that's something that um, is scary because of college football in general changing and San Diego state maybe be on the run mm-hmm. soon. And probably another team will leave the mountain West and where the mountain West is right now, it's really a marginal. It's really like uh, fraught, you know, it's not like one of those conferences that is showing potential to, to get better or to, to um, really make a, a move or any kind of noise. They got a new commissioner, which is good, but mm-hmm. we'll see what she can do. Uh, we'll see what I mean, her priorities are. Steal Boise, right? I mean, you look at a, a team like that, they can do yeah. okay in all the multiple sports, but yeah, yeah. You know, you've got that, the whole blue turf and there's some, I, I mean, think, granted it's, it's Idaho, but Big you 12 know. is their best shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. They could go to the Big 12. I mean, but the thing is, like, the Mountain West, if once it loses Boise, San Diego State, and, you know, Fresno, Fresno maybe. It's or, the WAC yeah. 2.0. Yeah, it's going to be worse than the WAC 2.0, though. It'll be like, yeah. We'll probably I have heard, to. I heard SMU as being a possible replacement, like, for the Pac 12 to get into that Dallas market. They could. They could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. yeah Dallas market's big. Um, you know, being an alumni from there <laughs> at SMU, and yeah, there's there's a lot of potential. You know, so I think the biggest issue for me um, is the fact that the Mountain West is appears to be on the way down too. It's downward trending, and it's going to water itself down just to keep FBS status. When it might be better just to go down to FCS on when when the same level when that's the level we're going to be playing at because. Once those schools leave, we're going to start recruiting probably like Dixie, um, like who's in the current WAC. We'll probably try and get back some of the WAC right now. So it's going to be like a small, you know, it's going to go basically Division One, Double A again, but, mm-hmm. you know, manifesting itself as a Mountain West now. And so that's why it's like, if that's only just to be able to keep that many scholarship players, you're just adding a burden to your mm-hmm. athletic department. 
I mean, to me, obviously, if we go down to FCS, we probably will never be able to play any of the bigger schools ever again. Like, I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't want to say never because it's still going to be body bag games. They probably still won't mind playing um, playing us. Well, even, well what's the they, point of us playing Michigan at that point? No, no, but I'm saying Michigan might still yeah. schedule us. I mean, it, it's the <laughs> same the point, point as I'm playing us now, though. Sha. I mean, what's the point yeah. of us playing them now? Sha? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, our money's our money's still good in the Mountain West, though. Our but our zones. money will go further if we probably. And I'm not saying like once again, I'm not saying we go down. But I would like to. I I would rather keep the program around in a sustainable way that is fun. That's why I'm saying like instead of growing the instead of putting in money to add more bleachers, put in money to make what is there mm. right now nicer. Mm. And, and, and improve the fan experience. Improve the fan experience. Yeah. yeah. You give have a white game. Like, give out five hundred, even if it's only five hundred. Give out five hundred white T-shirts, you know, or just something that's a yeah. little bit more than what did we get this year? Hawaiian Airlines fold-up fans, right? That first game. Yeah, hey, oh, we got the football it, cards, bro. Oh yeah, every game, and and if you get a golden one, what do you win if you get a golden? It's ticket? a packet. It's a secret a, package. A that nobody pack. knows about something because yeah. no one probably want it. Yeah, no one's ever wanted. It, has <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Someone probably took it home and threw it away and they had no idea they won the price pack. <laughs> I, I, to me, it could be a waste of money. That's my biggest issue too. We just expand the stadium. It's a waste of money. Unless Sean's going to buy the 4,000 extra tickets himself and distribute them throughout the island, which Jeez. some people would have to do. Don't, don't you think that like every big hotel in Waikiki should get a couple tickets from UH? Like, oh, definitely. Just, just I would say for sure. Like yeah. hundred. And then just, least, you know? yeah. and then just have a trolley that just pulls from yeah. there about four yeah. or five o'clock. And yeah. Just pick them all up uh, yeah. and dump them off. At yeah. And I think and it then, would be perfect to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah. I think you mm-hmm. kind of touched on that last time. And, and we talked about that too. Like when it's an economic driver, when you, when you really believe tourists will want to come, which I think they will, if you make it an event, if you, if, Waikiki concierge and services down there yeah. push it. Yes, people will be like, yeah. "Hey, I want to go check it out." Just like when we met, you know, our friend Jackson um, and his mm-hmm. dad Sonny from Vancouver mm-hmm. at the last game mm-hmm. or the game before this one is because you know they just want to watch football and they're from Canada and that 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 I feel like that's the story that we can play over and over again. It's like people going to Vegas to go to Legion. I mean, that's the one thing. Like, it's easy. I mean. The Raiders, we can never show mercy on them. They deserve to be Raiders. They did this. I mean, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to re- ridicule the Raiders for having their stadium oh, taken over by. Oh, no, no, I'm no, I'm going to keep recruiting. No, I'm definitely going to keep ridiculing the Raiders. Okay. I'm not going to ridicule them okay. for allowing more fans in the stadium, just like the Chargers or Rams. Like nobody should ever say anything about the oh, there's more fans. Obviously. Because people want to go to Las Vegas and Los Angeles. That's just obvious. Like, I don't, not as many people want to go to Seattle. Sorry. Not as many people want to what? go to Dallas. Sorry. Oh. I mean, that's why. And even the Cowboys fans do sell their tickets to opposing fans all the time. So people want to go to Jerry's World. But the point is, you know, people that want to go to a, a stadium are going to do it if they, the, the factors are right. Like, they're in the right place, right? Going to Vegas is a perfect time to go to an NFL game when you're already spending money. So even if you're not a Raider fan um, and you just want to go to NFL game, you're already in Vegas and you're used to paying two, three, four or five hundred dollars a ticket, then you're going to they're going to splurge. So that's mm-hmm. why, you know, Hawaii, though, 
is one of those places. Like Japanese tourists can say, or Taiwanese tourists or Australian tourists can say, I really want to watch the American football game. Like, oh, I, it's perfect. It's the season right now. I can go Did, to Hawaii. Didn't you see that group of Japanese tourists at the... They're like the, Korean. The I think they're... Oh, I, they I heard Korean? this being Korean. I heard some Korean tourists being Korean next to me. And I was like, oh, wow. They oh. look like tourists. So who knows? Maybe it's starting. Maybe uh. tourists are starting <laughs> to hear the buzz. Because like you said, Sean, I think that's a perfect vision to have a, a trolley, to have... Well, if we're, the, if the they're hotel, not going to be able to like, fill that stadium, then they need to distribute yeah. the tickets. And, no, for sure. And develop. And yeah. I just think that's a good way to recruit. So it, it well, it's a good way uh, to spend it for that week. Like you said, if, we, if we're going to concierge, and the concierge is like, hey, I can get you two tickets, by the way. Oh, and I'll yeah. get you a free ride, too. Right. Only for tourists staying right. in Waikiki. So, and it just makes one loop down you, Kuhio, you drop and, You drop them off right where they can buy yeah. stuff at the age zone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Or you sell it to them right there on the bus, like on the way on there. On the bus. Yeah. Here's yeah. your shirt. Here's a free Yeah. Here's shirt. some stuff. Like, here's a I hat. mean, people are in spending mode too. They're on vacation. They're, yeah. they're ready mm-hmm. to, to learn, feel new experiences and, and see. I mean, maybe Hawaii Sports has to do something like that. Maybe we need is, to. This is us do. doing UH's job. I honestly, yeah. on, you know, honestly, Sean, even though we're on, you know, on air right now, not that I couldn't, <laughs> you know, edit this out later on. But I think if something like a third party, maybe like Hawaii Sports fans or another company did buy up a bunch of seats because they wanted to help UH, they might be able to find a market within tourists and that bus idea. I, I think it's a I think it's a solid idea for tourists. I think it's a solid idea. I plan talked about this with Ryan go the, watch, the other night. You know? it's and the thing is Hawaii sports fans. The thing is, like, yeah. it shouldn't require a third party to to do something. <laughs> the school itself should. This should be an obvious one, I think, to to try and get tourists because, um, it's not, especially now that the games are closer to Waikiki, literally ninety five percent closer now than they were when the games were in Halaba, it's or ninety percent closer. Yes, I mean it's literally one street. You literally go up Papahula, yeah. one yeah. street, and it's what two miles of stretch, one and a half miles. So. It's it 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 is it is something that I think we do need to push forward into the future. But at the same time, like I said, you're right. If we do expand the stadium, we're gonna need to find a way. It's not gonna fill. It's definitely yeah. not just gonna fill at all. Fill Absolutely zero chance. We need Absolutely we need zero chance 000. of it filling. And it would have been zero chance of filling all, even if Timmy Chang won every single game this year. It, it would not be enough. We are not at that place anymore where people yeah. were UH football is in the consciousness of so many people where they're, they're people don't even know the score half the time. I mean, how many people even know that we beat UNLV on the island? To be <laughs> honest, how many people even know that, that we won the game? Well, once yeah, you saw it on Facebook, I said, when you see it on yeah, Facebook after Star Advertiser. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. thing. It's like, we, we don't won? Even know how to, we played? <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, the game was on pay-per-view, so it's hard to watch. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, not as people are reading the paper or watching the news or they're following somebody on social media that is a proud UH fan that's going to post constantly or they're following, you know, I mean, the, the good thing is, too. and that's the thing is like, it, it should, it's, it's just not as big of a thing anymore. And that's, that is the bigger issue for, to mm-hmm. make UH a bigger thing. And the thing in quotations is more than just football. It is, it is a lifestyle. It is a culture. It has to be a it thing again. It used to be a big thing. And it used to be a big thing. It absolutely did. That's why the three of us are here. 
That's why. That's why. Oh, but, but think about, it's, so like all the years that we've been here, right? How do we not get tickets to the high school kids, the middle school, the elementary kids? Because then, you know, their parents have to show up That's too. Marcus's and, job. Yeah. Right. And because I remember, yeah. so like I got in trouble in kindergarten at Wilson Elementary. Shout out to them because I know Shane went there too. Because <laughs> in kindergarten, all I did was share on like Monday or Tuesday for show and tell. I would share what happened at the UH game the weekend before. I and my that. teacher talked to my parents because that's all I was talking about. And it wasn't anything <laughs> else. <laughs> I love but, that though. That's awesome. Know, but, but stuff like that. Right. You know, how do you, I remember yeah. I used to keep the program, which was more like, yeah, I was just then, about right? to say the program every week I had the program. It was, mm. I mean, even the digital one is not a whole lot. It's like the, basically the rosters, right. Wait, but like, I, I don't even know where all those are, but we I need that minimalist style to come back to where it's just like one random photo like the way they made those mm. covers right it was like right. it was like hawaii vs mm-hmm. period air right. force december so. 17th 1985 which font though at wayne i know i know i don't think they used impact back then i think they were limited to times just times not the new roman wasn't times even around yet up. I got to go back and see if I can find any of those programs and, and see if we can pull one of those I out. I think oh, old Queen Street, they definitely have a bunch yeah. of those. They, I, they were leaving know, they them out in the rain the last time. <laughs> That's true. But, but yeah, have like a lot. stuff like that, right? You know, getting yeah. kids involved and teachers. And, you know, I've talked about finding something at the bus system. You know, if you have a ticket to the UHDA and give them half off a free ride to the university, whatever it is. I mean, it's That's great. They're charging yeah. like yeah. $1.50, $3 a ride, whatever, you know. Um, or like, you know, how Mark Cuban, right. He, he sells all his, um, you know, their nosebleeds, right. He mm-hmm. would rather give them away for free, sell them for five, $10 just to get someone in a seat. And that's why the Mavs have one of the better attendances in the NBA. You know, there's sections he gives out in 300 section, 300, whatever nosebleeds, right. Genius. Where people. Yeah. yeah. Well, but he so fill about the having, space. Yeah. Granted, he has other stuff, right? He has the the family packs where you can get like four hot dogs and four drinks for, you know, 30 bucks or there's the affordability side that he can afford to do. But giving those, finding a way to, you know, fill seats, right? $10 tickets on like, or on game day. If we have to fill eight or five, six, 8,000 more seats on game day, have a little section where you can buy them online day of for $10. And you sit in whatever mm-hmm. section, or maybe it's higher up in row Standing 40 room. or, yeah. yeah. But I don't just know, to, to be honest, I don't there. know how many people are interested. Like, I I don't know how many people just care. Like, we, we yeah. the three of us have given away how many free tickets to people yeah. who yeah. normally care. And that yeah. that's the thing, is like, even people are like, I can't believe the students should show up, like, I'm, I can't believe they can't, they, they shouldn't, they didn't either, and they should have been there, but the fact is, I don't know who in they the paid for it. It's free. Yeah. It's only costing them their time. I, but I'm saying like, even on the day of, I don't know who's going to be signing up. Let's, let's talk about the, the, the H pass, which was an amazing deal. The idea is not, is not new. It's an idea other right. schools do, but the fact that um, probably maybe 10 people probably bought it. Uh, and that's, <laughs> I mean, Brad, you're supposed to be able to not be, it's going to be competitive to get your tickets. Brad has already got all of his tickets. Shout out to Brad yeah. mm-hmm. because it's easy for him to get them. And he has it all is on stuff. sale, by the way, right now. It is $24 cheaper for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. For what? <laughs> the H Pass? The H Pass. It is $120 yeah. right now. Oh, okay. There you we're go. $120. Like, and that's something I'm <laughs> we're doing the marketing for them. That we're people doing, should buy. 
UH's job for we are absolute zero. We, we are doing UH's job right now because it's really yes. something that is such a great deal that they should be on TV on the morning news telling people, hey, mm-hmm. support UH, and this is so easy. You can go to every game for the rest of the year for $124. Every game. Men's volleyball is on there as well, right? Bucks, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you, uh, men's women's basketball. Oh, men's volleyball and baseball. Yeah, women's volleyball is over. So, yeah. So, you get men's – H-Pass will provide access to one upper-level ticket in select areas for – Men's and women's basketball, men's volleyball, and baseball, mm-hmm. subject to availability for high-demand games, which is fine, but you're probably going to be games. able to get every game. Yeah. Exclude some events. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a really good deal. $120. And I mean, I probably will buy one just to buy one. I might, I might actually renew my, I my, knew season, it. my men's volleyball tickets, honestly. like. <laughs> I had a hard time giving them away last year. I mean, you were in, yeah. you sat in my seat mostly, right? Th- thanks, Wayne. I think I went to like eight or nine of them. He, Wayne would text me like an hour before the game, like, hey, you want to go? I'll send you the tickets. <laughs> and because I'm lucky enough to live five minutes away, I'm like, sure, I'll go. And I, I kept, you know. Oh, you went Wayne's to at least like three times more games, four times more games than I yeah. went to, I think. Wayne's the reason why I kept fives and ones because of parking, because I'd have to pay $7 <laughs> every time for the game. So, but I, I personally, I'm actually probably going to be buying men's volleyball season tickets. So maybe I'll do that, Wayne. And if you're in town, I'll give you my two or three or whatever I buy. And okay. We'll make that deal. All right. Well, or we can... All or right, go yeah. houses or whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure but, it out. But I mean, yeah. still, this H pass is pretty good. I mean, like, one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty good. So yeah. I mean, I mean, it, Sean, like you sat in my seats for women's volleyball. That was those are those are great. There was yeah. there were but there were three hundred fifty a pop, including the fees and the parking. Yeah, pass. with the fees and the so, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like three seventy five with the fees for men's volleyball yeah. at least. Okay. It might have been more with the fee. It might have been more, honestly. It might have been four hundred per ticket or each per, per ticket. Per, per total. Oh, okay. Per okay. ticket. Yeah. I thought men's a lot of games. cheaper than women for some reason. No, no men's. I think men had more home games. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I'm saying, okay. yeah, like $120 for all of the sports. Right. <clears throat> like this is such a great deal. Like this should be talked about so much on the island, but there just aren't that many fans anymore. Um, I think you but, each should give us each a. A shirt. H-pass. Or, oh, or I was going to say an H-pass. You know. <laughs> yeah, there's a the guy with an H-pass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They really could. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how easy would it be for you, H, honestly, right now to give people who have influence within the fan base mm-hmm. just uh, H-pass to encourage other? Like, that is so easy because yeah. it's really not much to give tickets where you're not losing money because those seats – we're gonna go unused anyways. That's the whole point of we, of programs like this. We right. bang the pot pretty hard for this program. So I mean, I know Brad. Brad likes to take your recommendations, but he already bought the H pass. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. maybe somebody he else. Will. I I, I mean, and the good thing about the H pass too, and Brad was talking about this with me, is that you can transfer the tickets. So even if you buy the mm-hmm. H pass and you mm-hmm. claim right. your spot, you can transfer it after that. So. You can give away a bunch of free tickets. Um, Sheesh. I might actually talk. When is this? So this is through uh, Cyber Monday. Okay. I I yeah. will. I Sold. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I might not renew my men's volleyball. I might do this, I think. And men's volleyball is really, well, I mean, it's so expensive. That's why compared to this. like, it really Let is. me know, Wayne. We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll end up buying yours or, you know, you can just 
renew the seats and I'll pay you. We'll figure it out. But I will say for the H pass, the sections are, I'm looking at right now, they're on the outsides of the arena when it comes to like the courts. So you'd be like behind the hoop for basketball. Well, first of all, you don't the have to sit there. Volleyball's not that big. You don't have to sit there. <laughs> That's true. You can move around. That's a pro tip. That's pro, a pro tip. tip. <laughs> it's not going to sell out. Not one game you'll go to will sell yes. out probably. Yes. I mean, men's volleyball. Men's volleyball, I hope, will have some sellouts this year. Huh? Yeah. Wayne is never in the same place for no. Long I, if you hang out with him. Yeah. If you see me at a game, especially. Mr. Aloha. <laughs> at yeah. men's volleyball one time i don't think i ever i sat i sat i started i think ryan you're at the game and i just made my way through one quadrant talking to someone yeah. until i made a whole yeah. revolution yeah. and the game was over the match was over and i was like oh well the game's over so that's yeah. the whole point it's like why do i even buy but i did have great yeah. seats i did like my season tickets for men's volleyball they're right on the aisle right above one of those um in the corner so yeah, I mean you have the corner. you're basically catty corner to my women's volleyball uh, tickets. Okay, yeah. So those are yeah. yeah, that's a really good spot. I like that spot. So yeah. maybe, but I'll probably still be able to sit there if I have the H pass. So <laughs> yeah. I mean you're, well, you're upper level, right? H pass is all up top. So. Uh, H pass is all upper level, but I'm saying yeah. like they don't check. There's gonna be no, there's gonna no. be seats open on the lower level. It can move around. I already move around. Yeah. That's like but like Sean is saying. I already move around. So. Yeah, I remember we we went to a volleyball game and we you were like in a different section every every set. Yeah, part, every, every, set. every game yeah. I moved yeah. to a different. Seat. You had yeah. something yeah. on and like oh you could spot you I'm like oh there he is <laughs> right. It's like yeah. where's Waldo? Where's <laughs> mm-hmm. There he is. There he is. I just need a balloon hat yeah. now inside <laughs> like I had at TC Ching. Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean the 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 the, the sales are going on Black Friday Cyber Monday. Check it oh. out hawaiiathletics.com like we said we're always here to help bang their pots uh 50% off basketball tickets in select areas as well um and that's for some games coming up um but really you should buy the h pass <laughs> like if you are a fan um you know it's it's definitely a good deal and 120 dollars does go a long way for the department who is struggling yeah. um so i you know even like i said people are so willing which i love in hawaii they're very willing to do things like give donations but instead of giving your 100 dollars donation like buy a 120 dollar page pass and it'll it'll be just as much of an effect because you will also be growing the fan base you could also um be banging the pot to get other people to join you or you know so there's always multiplier effects when you buy tickets as well of course if you want to I mean, donate you any, uh, go ahead and donate oh i was gonna say do you have any black friday deals for hawaii sports fans this year i you know i'm i'm oh. thinking about that so thank you for bringing that up <laughs> hisportsfans.com at hisportsfans on instagram i think i will be posting a deal and i i the deal and i'm gonna say it here right now is actually Uh-oh. I'm going to do a, a voucher, actually. So it'll be a $2,000 value voucher, and I'm going to do it for 1400 on Black oh. Friday. So $1,400 for a $2,000 voucher. So if you want to go on a $2,000 Hawaii sports fans trip, which um, we have trips around that, that price or lower. A lot of them have been lower this past year, especially mm-hmm. without um, – but – you know, being able to, it's like a $600 off. I mean, and that's, Sheesh. you know, going to be a lot. So, <laughs> and look at our, our way schedule for football next year. We have a, I mean, yeah. So I think that's what I'm saying. There's going to be nope. next year. We'll be going to Nashville next year. We'll also be going to Eugene, Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. Watch like we said, Oregon ducks body bag game next year. 
Um, but also going to Vanderbilt, which might not be a body bag game. You know, um, there was kind of body bag at home, unfortunately, to the Cardinals. I mean, they beat Kentucky this year, so. They, they did. did. <laughs> they did actually have a decent year. They 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 yeah. snapped their SEC losing streak. But you know, I I I don't see it as a body bag game the same way as Michigan. I I definitely think we no. can be competitive. Yeah. If we play yeah. a better game, not, not when we're chance. counting how many first downs we're going to get in a game. Oh yeah. Now we're not cutting counting first downs, but we did yeah. sur- surpass what we expected at Michigan as well, first downs wise. So. Yes. Um, yeah, but no, points. we do not want to keep having to, we want to just use the score as the marker as the success on the field. We don't want to keep having to make all these prop bets on the side mm-hmm. to be able to keep ourselves entertained. So um, let's move forward though, as a fan base off the field together, going to games and supporting because that spirit in the stands um, is powerful. And that's what makes college football what it is. That's why a lot of people love the game and the culture surrounding college football because of the travel, the fans and the stands, um, the tailgating, which we don't have anymore at UH, but we need to bring back and, and, and other things like that. And Hawaii sports fans, mm-hmm. we are always there to do those things. We love doing all of those things. Um, and we do them on the road. So when, if you are living in Hawaii, our group, might be, anywhere, on, our group might be on, on the move though, right? From 122. Well, we'll see in 122 next year. Yeah. We'll see what if the if the new if we can get a first row on the corner, you know, who knows? But we want to probably our plans. Yeah. (laughs) Rows one and two, but we'll have to see how the new configuration is gonna be. Yeah, I gotta do my homework. You gotta check (laughs) out the new configuration. It should be quite interesting. Um, but next year, like we said, a lot of a lot of trips uh, upcoming. We plan on doing men's volleyball as well, going to Fairfax to see the men go for a three-peat. We're not going to jinx it or anything, oh. but the men look really good <laughs> again. <get> first. <laughs> and uh, return, you know, the best player in, in men's volleyball, Yaka, oh. of course. So that's going to be fun for, um, you know, a lot of the fans who we had this past year when we went to UCLA and went to the Final Four. And also went to Angels game and a Dodgers game. Uh, we plan on doing some games out there too. Um, I know we're going to do a, probably a Nationals game. I already looked at the schedule, so that's going to be the first week of May. So there are a bunch of tours coming up next year. You know you'll spend at least $2,000 on a tour, especially if you take two people um, or you're paying for two people. So you can double up on the voucher, um, but it'll be a huge savings for anybody that um, wants to plan early and save so check that out black are you friday limiting one per are you limiting one per on the vouchers wayne no i'm not i'm not <laughs> not no limit on the vouchers no limit how about that mm. unlike the limit six on the age pass if you go to hawaiiathletics.com if you go to hisportsfans.com okay i can't tell i i gotta really get on there and start putting something on there right now obviously I, i've uh-huh. already let the cat out of the bag but Check us out on social media as well at HI Sports Fans, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Hawaii Sports Fans are pretty active there as well. Go check it out. So we'll have all of those things uh, coming in the near future. Uh, we'll have a lot planned in store for next year. Um, but we want to end off this year strong as UH football as well mm-hmm. with San Jose. Excited for our tour to start. We're going to be eating a bunch of delicious food there in the Bay Area as well. La Victoria's. Um, one of the um, top taco places in NorCal that people talk about. We're going to be there. Nice. We're going to be in 
Um, grabbing a lot of ube treats. We're going to be checking out. I think they have San Jose. They have their um, Christmas in the park. So we'd like to do a little festive things as well. Yeah. Oh, don't forget Friday. Friday, and Friday we'll of course. Everybody. Yeah, if you're on Friday, hukilau. If you're listening to this, uh, well, happy Thanksgiving, obviously. Uh, but check us out at hukilau Friday night in San Jose, the Hukila restaurant. Um, we'll be there around seven-ish, you know, Hawaiian timing it. So just look for other UH fans and talk story. Um, but we had so much in store. So make sure you have our email address as well. But that's the best way to do that is our mailing list. So hisportsfans.com, check out um, the, that spot to enter your info to be a part of our mailing list because we do do specials as well that are only uh, mailing list exclusive. And plus you get to find all kinds of little nuggets um, to help you be a more savvy traveler of sports around the world. Um, of course, the Super Bowl is coming up as well. So let's, let's go to the Super Bowl. This could be our eighth at Hawaii Sports Fans in Glendale, Arizona. So lots there. Um, shout out to our boy Lalo Head, Shane Agno. I'm sure we'll have him back next week or um, soon in the future. Um, we're going to try and have this show every week too in the off season, uh, be more consistent and definitely have our boy Ryan back as well. But thank you for joining us, Ryan. Of course. It's always great to be on here. And for our boy Sean Iman, what's up, Sean? You can tell everybody how you feel now. Uh, I'm still drinking the Kool Aid and <laughs> thank thankful for this podcast and to be an ultimate warrior please continue to listen and share share our stream as well well we'll see you all next week aloha go Go bows go bows haven't you ever just wanted to experience sofi stadium the building the atmosphere the electricity but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it well that's why hawaii sports fans is here we got the best tickets the best seats for you plus we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, come connect with us, and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now. It just keeps getting better.